the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Remember in the, uh, the beginning of the uh, internet boom and all the, uh, you know, sort of Google and all those workplaces, we offer our employees, you know, latte coffee bars and uh, ping pong tables and beanbag chairs, all those things. You all can those... take a nap when needed. Right. All the accoutrements. Well, I discovered something. Look, I've been, I've been working here in this place for many, many years. Yeah. And just lately, I discovered something which was apparently a benefit, which I knew nothing of, but now I'm taking full advantage of. That is the free bag of chips. I don't know anything about the free bag. Uh, exactly. Someone's been hiding them from. Do you know in the kitchen, there's a little door there. Uh, it's the like far in the end. cabinet? Yeah. If you open that kitchen cabinet, there's a box of little chips. From who? I guess management. What? I just discovered this like three weeks ago. Lexi and Lexi's Lexi, been here. You know about that? Oh yeah, she's been here for like a cup of coffee. We've been here for decades, and she's already <laughs> in on the scoop. Mm. Yeah, you open up that little drawer. There's a box in there: Fritos, Cheetos, Doritos, <gasps> Lay's, and what? Lay's barbecue. Mm-hmm. So forget about the ping pong table and the bit in the beanbag chairs. We got chips here at FM. <laughs> We got chips, my friend. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's what we're offering. All right. Okay. So, um, yeah, very nice. Well, terrific to have our listeners uh, in the Pittsburgh area with us today. Also, our listeners in the Washington D.C. area from WAVA. WAVA. Very nice. Welcome into the program today. I'm mm-hmm. Kathy Emmons. That's the voice of John Hall. Hello. You heard him just a couple minutes ago. Not really minutes, seconds. Mm-hmm. That you're continuing to hear as he keeps talking. While and a bag on. of chips. And a bag of chips. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming up in today's program in the 5 o'clock hour, uh, we'll talk about Help for the Hungry Soul. Uh, eight Encouragements to Grow Your Appetite for God's Word. Uh, author Kristen Weatherell will be with us. Also, uh, we'll talk about philanthropists who are pledging $500 million to address a crisis in local news. Yeah, there's definitely that, isn't yeah. there? So we'll be talking about whether local news is important to you and how that kind of fits into your daily and weekly life. Nice. Um, also, the NFL season starts tonight. This evening. This evening. How are you feeling about that? Uh, I feel great about it. Yeah. I, I'm much more excited on Sunday when the Steelers host the 49ers at 1 p.m. Right. I brought that up today uh, at home, and I heard some soft weeping from uh, from the wife, Mrs. Like she doesn't like football season? She likes football season, but she just thinks it's just too much, like excessive. Of course, she's right. Well, of course, it right? is excessive. Just, you know, we're overwhelmed by it. But I mean, anything you can do well, you can ruin with overdoing. Right. She was interested in watching something tonight, but I, was, <laughs> I raised an eyebrow. <laughs> yeah, because, no, honey, I'm sorry, <laughs> right, you have to Roger, watch football. You know, I'm not sure. And uh, coming up in this hour, uh, do most American women still take their husband's name when they marry? Oh, yeah, undoubtedly. Okay. My wife hasn't taken mine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Have you took you took your husband's? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, we'll talk about that as the show unfolds. It looks like it's going to be a good two hours, John. All right, good. And I even, when I was doing the top four today, I included a couple couple like feel good stories. Feel good. Yeah, because we've had a lot of downers in the in the top four. Yesterday, holy smokes! Sorry, want to take a little sign out after hearing that top four four. Yeah, this this one will give you a little bit to. All right, good. I mean, not everything, but I threw in a couple. Okay, so then the top four four then a little closer to heaven. Without further ado, here we are. It's Thursday, September 7th, 2023. Mm. Number one, President Biden has rejected proposed conditions for a plea deal for five Guantanamo Bay. Guant- I knew I couldn't say that. That's fine. I knew I couldn't say the ter- the words Guantanamo Bay detainees. That's a lot. But you're professional. Accused of aiding the September 11th terrorist attacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, these defendants had put forward a set of demands as a basis for plea negotiations, according to the New York Times. Those demands include avoiding solitary confinement and receiving health treatments for injuries that they claim were a result of CIA interrogation methods. The National Security Council spokesperson told ABC News Today, quote, the 9-11 attacks were the single worst assault on the U.S. since Pearl Harbor. The president, therefore, does not believe that accepting these principles as a basis for a pretrial agreement would be appropriate, but is committed to ensuring that the military commission process is fair and delivers justice to the victims, survivors, families, and those accused of crimes. Now, uh, five detainees include the mastermind, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, uh, transferred to the U.S. Detention Center in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, in what year? 2004? Six. Okay. Their case has been held up by legal proceedings for years with no trial date set, yeah, which the, is crazy. That's a problem right there. That's crazy. Read more about that at ABC News. Number two. Despite improving inflation numbers, a new study from Fortune found that 61% of Americans, 61, still living paycheck to paycheck. The study noted that there are a wide variety of factors contributing to this. About 21% of people said non-essential spending is to blame, but some say they're also taking hits from buying the essentials. One person interviewed said, quote, a trip to the grocery store, gas, let alone eating out, and even taking my kids to get school supplies, it's all just super expensive. We've all experienced that, that, right? Read more about that at CBS News. Number three, the UK police uh, descended on a class in central England after a member of the public spotted people lying on the floor and reported a mass killing. Wait, is this a feel-good story you're talking about? (laughs) I'm waiting for it. Officers rushed to the spot with their sirens blaring only to find members of the class doing yoga. (laughs) (laughs) The SWAT team showed up. But the Seaside Cafe was just hosting their regular <laughs> yoga class, and the students were in, quote, the meditation section of the instruction and are, quote, just fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, good. And number four, a North Carolina community is praising the life-saving actions of a police officer who rescued an unconscious driver. On his body cam, Lieutenant Corey Brooks of the Salisbury Police Department, about 30 minutes northeast of Charlotte, can be seen running toward a semi-truck that's engulfed in flames and discovers the truck's driver trapped inside. And that's your top four at four. Okay. So do you hear the end of that story? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, that's not really a field. Listen, okay, this is this is this is so this is so great. So he's been on the job for 24 years. The he police wears, officer. Uh-huh, he wears a body cam. Mm-hmm. So on the body cam, he's seen running over to the truck and removing the driver's seatbelt and struggling to get the guy out because he's unconscious wow. and it's a big dude, right? 
So the officer says, quote, okay, I'm thinking this truck can go anytime. I got maybe minutes or seconds to get him out of here. And I was thinking either I'm going to die here with him or I'm going to get him out. It's a time bomb. So he just, like one of those adrenaline rushes, picks up the guy, drags him out seconds after he gets him out. The truck explodes. A fireball. Yep. Holy The driver now recovering at home after receiving treatment at a local hospital god bless the and blue. he's alive fabulous thanks to mr brooks excellent. okay yeah. there was some feel good there. thank you i tried john yoga you think about the yoga class <laughs> you know if you didn't know <laughs> you'd kind of wonder there's a mass shooting well it no, just tells you where we are in this country okay take a quick break come back uh biblical archaeology reverend bill glaze joins us next stay with us 101.5 Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends. With the best new music. New, new music. New music from Tasha Layton. Never. Never forgotten. Never forsaken. All because of mercy from Casting Crown. It's all because of mercy. And Parking Lot from Cochran and Company. Oh, I Jesus in a parking lot. The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. 101.5 Word FM on the weekend. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 40-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term life insurance may only cost you about a 100 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-352-9239. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-352-9239. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-352-9239. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. For affordable term life insurance, call 800-352-9239. or BigLou.com. Introduce a young child you know to Jesus by requesting the colorful picture book titled Stories of Jesus, available today from Truth For Life. This is a collection of 21 short stories drawn from the Gospels that teach about Jesus from his birth to his ascension. The book also highlights events that are the fulfillment of God's promises. Request Stories of Jesus at truthforlife.org slash donate. We were on vacation when my four-year-old son woke up with a very high fever. We were scared, and we had to find an emergency room immediately. In an unfamiliar city in the middle of the night, we had no idea where to go. One in five children will visit an emergency room this year. But did you know that some ERs are more prepared for pediatric emergencies than others? But there is help. The new Find ER Now app will quickly locate the closest ER and show which are more likely to be prepared for your child. It was a terrifying night for us, but because we already had the Find ER Now app, my son got the care he needed. Now, no matter where I am, I always feel prepared. Whether at home or traveling, the Find ER Now app will have your family prepared in an emergency. To learn more or to download the app, text Find ER Now, that's F-I-N-D-E-R-N-O-W to 51555, or go to rbabyfoundation.org. That's the letter R, babyfoundation.org. About 10 years ago, my husband 
was like, I think I need a new Bible. You know, your old Bible, it's, you know, kind of falling apart. Yeah, but it's hard to get rid of it. It is hard to get rid of it. Because there's a lot of living in there. I know it is. It is. But his was looking pretty bad. Mm -hmm. And, you know, different books were falling out anyway. So uh, I went out and, uh, you know, there's a plethora of them. There's so many. Anyway, I landed on um, a Bible produced by the uh, association, something like the Association of Biblical Archaeology. Mm-hmm. And uh, so in a, it's a study Bible. It's very, very big because not only do you have the study Bible, you know, the content notes, but you also have a bunch of archaeological notes. It is super cool. Really? I never even know, knew there was such a thing until I bought it. Are there pictures? There are pictures and drawings. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, I mean, it's not like they have glossy pictures. It's not like National Geographic. <laughs> I mean, it's archaeology, like or like you know, photos of like no. shreds of pottery. No, uh, no, no we're not doing. I mean, there's some drawings in there and uh, some nice color, but don't get carried away. It's okay. not like Life Magazine. <laughs> we've, we've invited <laughs> Bill Glaze Bill on the Bla- program. What'd you say? Reverend Bill Glaze on the program. He's from Bethany Baptist Church in the Homewood section of Pittsburgh. Bill, welcome back. Hey, how's it going? We can't complain, Bill. How you doing? Uh, I'm I'm blessed. Uh, you know, it's, we're moving into September and still dealing with that uh, nice weather. So, Lovely. you know, I guess uh, it's kind of hot for some people, but for yep. other people, it's uh, an extension of the summer. I agree, Bill. Crank it up for as long as possible, please. What the heck, right? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Okay, yeah. so biblical archaeology, Bill. What, what's your connection there? Tell us about this. Well, I, actually, you know, we have a Bible Institute at our church. Uh, and this is one of the classes that we'll be teaching coming up uh, this fall. But basically, I, I got interested in biblical archaeology because I realized that the, the Bible was under attack and that archaeology, uh, as I heard somebody say, is uh, the Bible's first cousin. And, you know, what they mean by that, uh, you know, there's a whole, you know, we don't need archaeology to prove the Bible, but it sure does give a lot of support to the Bible. Can you? Imagine uh, maybe 60, 70 years ago when uh, there was there was such a thing called the documentary hypothesis, and it was very, very critical of the Bible. And one of the things that it, it said that, you know, David never existed, mm-hmm. you know, that Moses, you know, there was not there was no writing during the time of Moses. Uh, I, you know, one of my favorite ones is that, you know, the Bible mentions the Hittites uh, over 50 times. And uh, the critics said that, you know, there was never such a civilization as the Hittites. There was never such a people uh, known as the Hittites. And then, you know, we see uh, discoveries in uh, the area around Syria where they actually uncovered the uh, Hittite society. And there were over 12,000 documents that uh, related to the Hittite people. And, and so, you know, can you, like I said before that, what, what, could the Christian say? You know, what could the person that believe believed in the Bible say when, you know, you have these so-called scholars, you know, telling you that, you know, these places never existed? And, you know, I just think that God has a sense of humor because, you know, all the ones that the critics have uh, brought up, you know, it just seems like he has answered. You know, uh, another one is they said that David never existed, that there was never, you know, as far as when you look at the historical records, uh, outside of the Bible, there was never a mention of King David. So, you know, they said that, you know, he was just a, a myth. And, you know, come to find out that, 
you know, there were two archaeological discoveries. One was the Moabite stone, and another one was uh, the Tel Dan Stila, which actually mentioned the House of David. Uh, So, you know, for the first time, we had documentation outside of the Bible that proved that David existed. Yeah. And Bill, I think that's a really excellent point, right? Because biblical truth tracks really deeply straight ahead with archaeological truth. They are hand in hand. Right. And and you know what? It's, you know, uh, out out of the thousands, and, and, you know, uh, I've I've been doing a lot of research on this, all these discoveries, out of the thousands of discoveries that they've made from an archaeological perspective at this point, not one has contradicted anything that the Bible says, but everything totally uh, supports the Bible. And, you know, one, one interesting fact is is that uh, we've only, or archaeologists, have, have only excavated 6% of the areas that can be excavated. You know, there's still, you know, uh, uh, 94% of the areas where, for whatever reason, they haven't been able to excavate yet. You know, whether it's been the finances, whether it's been access, political reasons, whatever the case might be, uh, that they haven't been able to access it. But every place that they've accessed and, and have discovered uh, things of uh, from an archaeological nature that relate to the Bible, not one thing has contradicted uh, what we find in the Word of God. Uh, you know, there was, uh, you know, even Pilate, you know, the, the critics said that Pilate, you know, outside of the Bible, you know, we have no documentation that Pontius Pilate, the one who, you know, uh, condemned Jesus to be crucified, that there's no existence, that, you know, no proof that he ever existed. And then, you know, we find an inscription uh, with uh, his name on it, uh, Pontius Pilate, prefect of Judea. So, it's you know, you know I, I think of that, that verse in Psalm uh, 2 where it says, you know, why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? And then it says that the Lord, he, you know, while they're raging and while the heathen are criticizing and, and going off, it said that God sits in the heavens and he laughs. You know, and, and I wonder, you know, as you look at, you know, all these things being leveled against the Christian faith, against the Bible, if God is just not up there laughing and saying, okay, well, I'm going to show you, and then he lets another uh a piece of uh, biblical truth be unearthed. Bill Glaze is with us from Bethany Baptist Church in Homewood. Um, Bill, I I think you're bringing up a good point, which is um, don't be afraid of science. Don't be afraid of discovery or um, people who are looking to, you know, answer a question uh, in some realm of anthropology or archaeology. Uh, I think that Christians oftentimes can get kind of freaked out thinking, oh, my gosh, well, you know, I'm not going to know what to say to a scientist or I'm not going to know how to respond or, you know what I mean? And and so it, without realizing it, they're uh, capitulating. They've already somehow in their mind believed that it's the Bible's not going to hold up. Right, right. And, and you know, if, if we believe that the Bible is, is the word of God, uh, you know, I, I heard somebody give this poem one time, the Bible must have been inspired of God and not of men. I would not, if I could believe, a good man wrote it to deceive. And a bad man would not, if he could, proceed to write a book so good. So it must be that God inspired words that souls of prophets fired. So if, if we have uh, a book that has been written by God, that God wrote this book, and if it's if it's riddled with errors, then 
you know, what do we have? Uh, but if, if we believe that he wrote it and, and God who is perfect, you know, God who is omniscient, who is all-powerful, if he wrote it, then it's not going to contradict any area of science. You know, it's not going to contradict, you know, uh, anthropology. It's not going to contradict, you know, any other of the sciences. You know, now if there's a problem, you know, we might have to look at where the, the issues come in these other uh, scientific disciplines. But if the Bible is true, then it should support truth. And so whatever the truth is, that it should support it. And we should be able to stand on that, uh, knowing that we have a, a book uh, that's true and that is, you know, supports uh, the areas that, that uh, are examined. Bill Glaze is with us. Uh, Bill, would you talk to us about how, th- I mean, John and I were there for the dedication of your new sanctuary, which was a just a wonderful day in the city of Pittsburgh, a great day, I'm sure, for you all in Homewood. Um, how are things yeah, going? Yeah. Uh, people have never been to your church. Uh, talk about where it is and what it does. Okay, well, we're, we're uh, located right in the heart of Homewood uh, on uh, Tioga Street, uh, and, you know, we're, we're uh, when I first came back in the 90s, it was a pretty rough area, you know, drugs and gangs and prostitutes. And so we've seen God, you know, do a powerful work uh, in our community. Uh, and we realized that, you know, there's still a long way to go. Uh, so we, we're there uh, trying to lift up the bloodstained banner, uh, tell people about Jesus Christ and uh, let them know that he can save uh, the souls of the lost. So, uh, you know, we are located in Homewood. Uh, the church is—it's it, just been a blessing, you know. Uh, again, not that you need uh, a new building, uh, you know, to do the Lord's work, but it just seems like you know, moving into our new sanctuary has generated a lot of excitement in our congregation. Uh, it has generated a lot of excitement in our community, and you know, we're seeing you know people come uh, to visit, and you know, we're you know, seeing people's lives being touched. So uh, definitely, it has been uh, an addition you know, to the ministry at Bethany Baptist Church. And, and again, not that you need a new building to do ministry, but, you know, we uh, see God, you know, working in the lives of, of people in a special way. Wonderful. So, Bill, circle back around again about biblical archaeology. Uh, you started this conversation talking about Bethany and something you're going to start this fall, yeah? Right. Yeah, we uh, have a Bible institute at our church, and one of the classes that we are teaching is biblical archaeology. Uh, it actually starts on uh, Thursday, October the 5th, uh, and it'll run for six weeks. And, you know, we you know, really try to break it down in layman's terms. Uh, I heard Kathy talking earlier about that uh, archaeological Bible, and I have one, too. Yeah. And you're absolutely right, Kathy. That, that Bible is thick. I mean, it, it really yeah. it's probably the, thick, the thickest Bible that I've ever seen. Really? Uh, but it, it talks about a lot of the stuff that uh, archaeology has Magazine. unearthed. Uh, yeah, and that supports uh, that supports our faith. Yeah, it's. I, I'm glad that you. I I haven't talked to anyone else who's seen it. Cool. So maybe it maybe it didn't sell a lot of copies, but you and I each bought one. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. I, it's a, it's a, to me, you know, having an interest in archaeology, it's an awesome resource. Excellent. And like you were telling John, you know, it has a lot of the uh, the pictures of of these discoveries. Fabulous. Well, Bill, thanks an awful lot. Hey, people are interested in, in, in Bethany and, of course, what's coming up with the uh, Biblical Archaeology uh, series you're doing. Uh, you got a web presence? People want to contact you? Yeah, you know, it's, it, yeah, I'm working on trying to shorten that. So I've just been telling people that if you call the church at 
242-3255 that, you know, you can get in contact with us and, and we can get you uh, headed in the right direction. Excellent. That's really good. Well, Bill, it's always a pleasure. Thanks an awful lot. Really interesting stuff. Okay. Have a blessed day. You too, Bill. Bethany Baptist Church in the Homewood neighborhood here in the city of Pittsburgh, Pastor Bill Glaze. We'll coming take a quick break. Yeah. And then coming up. What do you got? Well, are women still taking men's names when they get married? This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers, and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. Hi, I'm Olivia, and I'm 11. Some people my age might think water in a basement's pretty cool. Who wouldn't want an indoor swimming pool? But my dad taught me a thing or two about homes. You mean all those times I talked about waterproofing. You were actually listening? Absolutely. I'm like Alexa. Okay, so how does JMD Waterproofing protect your home? By keeping water out of the basement so it doesn't compromise the structure of your home. And? By not giving yucky mold and mildew a place to grow. Pretty good. Dad, I wasn't finished. Oh, sorry. And JMD Waterproofing can save you money. Do tell. By saving you from having to replace your basement appliances from water damage. I couldn't have said it better myself. Got water problems? Don't cry. Call 1-800-VERY-DRY. J&D Waterproofing. 1-800-VERY-DRY. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-950-0099. 800-950-0099. That's 800-950-0099. We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Unexpected reactions to smart financial decisions brought to you by FeedThePig.org. Well, I finally did it. I improved my credit score. You're kidding, right? Uh, no. How are we supposed to be the bad boys of electro-synth pop if you're out there being responsible? The band is about to be discovered. This is our year. Uh, yeah, you've been saying that for a while now. You think anyone in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was worried about their credit score? I never really thought that. Of course they weren't. Rock stars aren't supposed to think about that kind of stuff. We're supposed to think about how many guitars we've smashed, write aggressively sensitive power ballads, start questionable fashion trends, tragically break up and blame creative differences. All right, all right. Just, I thought maybe it was time to take control of my finance. You know, start using a budget, get out of debt, set some goals, a budget, debt, set some goals. Listen, I knew that we'd have our creative differences, but I was hoping they'd involve a little more scandal. When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Expect an evening thunderstorm, otherwise partly to mostly cloudy and humid tonight with a low of 64. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy and humid with a thunderstorm in parts of the area. Tomorrow's high, 77. Partly to mostly cloudy tomorrow night with a low of 61. Saturday, mostly cloudy with a couple of showers. We'll reach a high Saturday of 76. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. 
Marriage has fallen on hard times. Has it? Yeah. People, less, fewer and fewer Americans are getting married. And those who are getting married are getting married later in life. Yeah. Um, around the world, it's a significant issue. Um, although it's not really acknowledged as uh, the issue that the lack of children is. And that's acknowledged by pretty yeah, much everybody. everybody. Every non-Muslim country is having pretty much a decline in birth rate. Mm-hmm. And people are saying, what's going on? Like, how, how come? I'm not having kids. Anyway, um, as I thought about this, um, another story popped up on my news feed. And I thought, well, isn't that interesting? Um, this is from uh, CBS News. And it said that uh, some things are staying the same, even though our ideas about marriage are changing. A survey just released by Pew today reveals that 79% of American women took their husband's name after marriage. Really? 79. That's really interesting. Just 14% of women kept their maiden name. 5% hyphenated. So that's a very traditional way of looking Which at things. Which is surprising that that has stayed. Yeah. Because you would think, okay, we're getting married, but I'm just going to, my identity is my identity. Right. It's not going to blend into yours. I would actually think that the the name change would be would be happening more and more. Yeah. In, and maybe even that that would be, people would see that as more of a change than actually fewer people getting married. So I wonder what the reason why that is. Well, in traditional tr- traditional roles, right, under attack, certainly. Yeah. Change. Okay, well, let me tell you what Pew says. Yeah. Uh, some women were more likely than others to keep their names. This was particularly true of younger women. 20% of women ages 18 to 49 say they kept their last name, compared to 9% of those 50 or older. Now, again... That surprise that was flipped. I figured yeah. if women got married at the age of fifty-five, they've had their maiden name for Forever. a really long time. Right. So at this point, I'm not giving it up. Right. That's absolutely not the case at all. Women with a postgrad degree um, and liberal or democratic women also far more likely to keep their name. Hmm. Um, Hispanic women led the pack with about thirty percent keeping their names. Researchers asked. Um, This is a survey of about 2,500 U.S. adults in opposite-sex marriages. Um, And then it goes in to talk about how people started thinking about changing names back in the middle of the 19th century. Um, uh, Lucy Stone was a suffragist, and she famously made a big deal. You can read about it. Just Google Lucy Stone. Um, She famously refused to take her husband's name. um, But it took more than a century before really that caught on even the smallest amount. I remember when I was in maybe fourth or fifth grade, my cousin got married and she did not take her husband's name. And at the reception, it was a scandal. It was a scandal. Really? It was all anybody talked about at the reception. No kidding. What about you? Whenever it was time to change your name, Bring time it. to change your name, you were happily to let it go. Bring it. Why, I truly, why well, and it's funny because I was really connected ethnically to my dad's family. Sure, of course. And so I was losing that name. I was losing any remnant of my Polishness, you know, as far as a name goes. But it was always mispronounced. Mm, it was yeah, sure, always sure. mispronounced. Right. And so, I mean, you just, every time some, you're in a doctor's office, you're going to vote, you're at the DMV, you're in class, whatever it is, somebody says your name incorrectly, right. you, know you have you. you have to correct it. And so when Emmons was an option, I thought, well, pretty, what about you? people who like keep both names? That's crazy. 
Well, that's pretty common, right? You see that well, all the it's time. Not, well, here's the thing. It's not that common. Well, I mean, how about, only... our, how about our, our guest yesterday, Sarah Ekhoff-Zeisser? Yeah, I mean, God bless Seriously? her. But what was she thinking? I have no idea. 5% hyphenated their maiden name in Just their husband's name. Just 5%. Just 5%. That's surprising. Yep. Yep. The second reason um, he that, that Pew talks about that in their uh, research, they discovered that the idea of a good family, quote unquote, in which the mom and the dad and the kids all share the same last name. Yep. Um, some people are really attracted to that idea and some people are really repelled by that idea. Repelled? Yeah. Some, some women said that they, you know, are trying to forge a new path. They're trying to think new thoughts. They don't want to be held into what society thought women should be. And so that type of societal, uh, appreciation for something Mm -hmm. is keeping some women and then pushing some aside. Interesting. Well, imagine how different the Brady Bunch would be if she would have kept her own name. Here's a story. But it just changed everything. Mm-hmm. Right? No. All right, well, Mrs. Emmons. Yes, Mr. As Hall. As to Ms. Bletchars. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Yeah, we'll take a break, come back. We're going to talk about um, Christian unity. It's next in the right home. 101.5 WORD. Get ready for an unforgettable night of laughter with the hilarious comedian Jeff Allen. Not only do I have attention deficit, I'm also a functioning hypochondriac. Don't miss your chance to see Jeff Allen's Are We There Yet comedy tour. Those days I've convinced myself I need an ambulance. By the time I get to the phone to call one, I've been distracted four or five times. Word FM presents Jeff Allen Friday, October 6th at Impact Christian Church, Moon Township. Tickets and Word FM fan club discounts now at wordfm.com. Doing it right. Roofing, siding, remodeling. Family owned and operated since 1984 and home of the lifetime workmanship and labor warranty and no money down. Call 724 New Roof or visit roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com for details. If you're a business owner, imagine getting up to $26,000 per employee. There's still time for business owners to file for the Employee Retention Tax Credit Program. This program is for business owners who continue to pay their W 2 employees during the COVID pandemic. Many businesses qualify and simply do not know it. All business types and industries may qualify. You can claim the credit even if you received a PPP loan. This is a cash payment and not a loan and can be claimed now. The licensed CPAs and tax professionals at DH Tax and Consulting have been serving business owners across the country for over 15 years. The best part is that until you receive your cash payment, you don't pay us a dime. Our tax credit specialists are available now at 833-ERC-FILE. And your tax payment estimate is quick, easy, and free. That's 833-ERC-FILE to qualify you and your business for up to $26,000 per W-2 employee for free federal aid. Call us now at 833-ERC-FILE. That's 833-ERC-FILE. Donald Trump's indictment proves that saving America is not going to be easy. There are entrenched powers that are fighting this with everything they've got. They want to keep control over the country, the narrative, and the nation's money supply. Hi, I'm Lance Wall now. I'm a news analyst, a Christian author, and evangelical leader. I speak to millions of people every week, people just like you. You see, what the elites are doing is using inflation and government handouts and now central bank digital currencies to determine how they're going to control America. And that's why I recommend all Christians start a gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. Because physical precious metals are one of the few ways you can maintain control over your own savings. To get a free info kit on gold IRAs, text the word FAITH to 989898. Birch Gold Group is the only gold company I trust. 
Get their free info kit and you'll see why a gold IRA can help you. There are no strings attached. Text the word FAITH to 989898 and you're going to be blessed by taking action right now. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Right, right. 724-NEW-ROOF. Little biochemist with us. Sidegart's a regular guest on our show. He's a, also an author, The Works of His Hands, A Scientist's Journey from Atheism to Faith. Hey, Sai, welcome back. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Good to be here. Yeah, thanks. So, Sai, um, you've been thinking about uniformity versus unity. Um, and I think about that right. a lot in the areas related to theology. You know, denominations get easily, Sorry, and people get easily fractured uh, because you don't believe what I believe about baptism or you don't believe what I believe about predestination or free will or, you know, young earth, exactly. Um, old earth, whatever it is. Um, but you, so I'm kind of curious as to how you, what, what that means to you as a Christian scientist. And I don't mean as a scientist who's a Christian. (laughs) Right. Um, well, it, it, you know, it, you're right. It comes up in almost every area, including science. And I heard John say young earth versus old earth. And yeah, that's one. And, you know, evolution versus not evolution. Uh, there are many areas where Christians are divided, and, and not just, you know, two opinions, but several opinions, all of which are slightly different. And what's been happening with me lately, uh, or I would say in the last couple of years, is I've been having a lot of conversations with other Christians whose scientific, and, and who are scientists, and colleagues of mine, whose... Um, Belief systems are somewhat different when it comes to the scientific issues uh, facing Christianity. And the interesting thing is that I've become quite friendly with all of them. Uh, That includes young earth creationists, it includes uh, people who believe in old earth, but not evolution. It believes in people who believe that, you know, evolution is completely correct, uh, according to neo-Darwinism. And I'm somewhere, you know, in that somewhere in that spectrum my my but my ideas keep changing because I'm keep learning new things and science keeps changing so what it dawned what dawned on me recently is um you know my my church is reading through the bible uh this year it's the year of the bible and you know i i was reading ahead a little bit into the book of acts and it's fascinating that you know the church from the beginning has never been completely unified. (laughs) There have always been arguments. And, you know, chapter 15 of Acts is fascinating to read because there was a a huge controversy whether uh, non-Jews, whether Gentiles, had to follow the laws of Moses, including, including, you know, all the dietary laws, circumcision, all of that. And the church was split on that issue. And what eventually happened, and it's beautifully stated in in the book of Acts in great detail, was uh, they discussed it, and they came to a compromise, and they decided, okay, uh, we're not going to insist on all of this, but everybody has to do a few things, you know, like not eat animals sacrificed to idols, things like that. 
And and that's been the history of the church ever since. I mean, we, we as you said, Kathy, you know, everybody knows about the theological differences between denominations, which, by the way, I have to say, as a new Christian, I sometimes find that very confusing. I don't, I don't really know what all the different denominations are. You're not alone, but, Cy, I'll tell you. <laughs> but the theologians know, all right? And, and some of the arguments in science uh, among, uh, among science scientists who are Christians are very similar. I mean, the, the lay public may not know what we're arguing about. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it becomes very clear, you know, uh, if you have uh, some young earth creationists are very insistent uh, that evolution cannot be true and creation was, happened 6,000 years ago and everything was done all at once. Uh but what I have been finding is that there is a lot of room for agreement, for saying, well, I don't agree with you, but I respect your position. And the key issue is we are all Christians. We all follow mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Amen. And we all follow the creeds and the basic tenets of Christianity. And within that, I don't think it's necessary that we all have to have the exact same views. That's why I'm saying unity means that we are all Christians united together in in worship of Jesus Christ. Uniformity means we all have to agree with everything. And, you know, some people say that's the definition of a cult, and Christianity is not a cult. Right. And, and Sai, you know, I agree with this, but I I often wonder, you know— God had to know this. I mean, God knows, you know, that he handed the, the, the church over to Peter, that there was going to be this chaos, because right. it certainly does feel like chaos. And of course, like yourself, you know, as a former atheist, outside looking in, you had to see this chaos. But I, I right. wonder why there isn't. Why didn't God say, this is the purity, these are the essentials, everything else, don't worry about it? Well, I think that's a great question, and the answer is God knew what he was doing. <laughs> it would have been it would have been impossible, knowing human beings, for everybody to hoe to one particular view, because that's just not how we are, is it, right? No. In, in what area of anything do we all agree about everything? Nothing. None. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Zero. That's not human nature, and God knows us. He knows he made us. And I, perhaps being part of the image of God is being able to have free will and being able to make decisions on our own. Mm-hmm. And, you know, God doesn't force us to all be believers either. I mean, you know, it's, he could have done that. He could have said, okay, well, right, right. you're all going to be Protestants. You're all going to be, you know, uh, whatever branch of the Catholic Church might be. No, that was not the way he proceeded. He said... He sent his son, his son, Jesus Christ, performed signs and wonders, preached an incredible amount of brand new information that no one had ever heard. And it was up to people to decide, am I going with, am I going to follow this man or am I going to ignore it? And people decided, and and that's, they're still deciding. <laughs> and, you know, that's what I went through. I mean, I had to make that decision, too, and eventually I did. Right. Biochemist Dr. Cy Gart is with us. He's the author of the book, The Works of His Hands, A Scientist's Journey from Atheism to Faith. Cy, if you could leave um, the faith conversation for a minute and just give us a window mm-hmm. into the science world. Um, how, right. how, what's, 
how do you those words uniformity and unity uh, fit together in your uh, in your pursuit of science? What does that look like? Well, that's a very interesting question, Kathy, because people think that scientists are all, you know, that there is a scientific truth that all scientists hold to. That's not true either. (laughs) I mean, every field of science has controversies. Every field of science, large fields like biochemistry and small fields like, you know, uh, the enzymology of a particular reaction have disagreements, controversies. Now, people don't get, you know, overly upset with each other, but I have actually been at scientific meetings where I've heard people yell at each other over a scientific disagreement. So there is no uniformity in science either. And the reason for that is, you know, science is the process of finding out truth by using various tools and methods. And we don't know when we've reached the exact, the final answer to anything. Uh, you know, it, it, there may be a consensus that such something is true, but that consensus is always open to revision. I mean, that's what's happening in the field of evolution. For a long time, the evolution, the idea of evolution was kind of fixed. Uh, Neo-Darwinism was what it, how it was called. And it was very simple and very standard and straightforward. That's now gone. I mean, there's so much new data, some of it shocking and and very surprising uh, information is coming out in the literature, which is just changing the whole picture of evolution. That's just one example. But there are many like that throughout science. And some of these have bearing on our faith. For example, uh, there was a time when all scientists uh, in in the 20th century uh, knew knew for a fact that the universe was eternal, had always existed. And scientific uh, research found that was not true. It had it, the universe had a beginning with the Big Bang, and that was a shock because it sounded very religious. It sounded like, mm-hmm. well, wait a minute, the universe has a beginning. That's what Genesis said, right. but it's true. Well, so so does <laughs> it drive all scientists believe that? Does it drive Sorry, you crazy, Scythe, when you hear people argue about something and one person says, "There's no argument. That's settled science." People say, "Follow the science." People say that all the time. Right. They say it all the time, and it does bother me. It is almost always wrong. In fact, I used to say to people, if two people are arguing about a scientific issue and one of them says, I'm absolutely positive that this is correct, I'm absolutely sure, uh, that's probably the one who's wrong. Mm. But but there are (laughs) things that are settled science, though, right? Okay, Okay. so... so, uh, Yes? Yes, I mean, gravity settled science, isn't it? Gravity is settled. In other words, things do fall down. They don't fall up. Uh, But gravity, Newton settled gravity with a very nice equation to explain how gravity works. But then Einstein came around and came up with a whole new way of looking at gravity, which was much more complicated. It didn't rule out Newton. Newton was still right. Mm -hmm. And, in fact, there are things which are correct and they remain correct, but they don't and they, sometimes they get totally overthrown, and people say, no, it turns out that's not right. But usually what happens is something that's been settled for a long time gets modified. It gets added on to, and, and gravity is a great example of that. Right. So, so it might be say, incomplete. Right. So people say follow the science. In some ways, you could also say follow the faith because there's wiggle in both. Exactly. 
Exactly right. And if you, in other words, the connection with science and faith, there's so many connections, there's so many harmonies between the two. Uh, because yes, if you if you look at the the doctrines of Christianity, yeah, they have changed. They they haven't. I mean, the basic idea has not changed, and the basic ideas of science have not changed. But you know. Being a Christian today is not exactly what it was in, right. you know, 200 AD. <laughs> right. There are differences. Right. And the, the whole point of science is that we're supposed to be looking for things, right? right. And always investigating. That's science, what I think It's of. always it's interesting. so good to we talk to you, We appreciate you with Thank the you. stick poking the bear, Sai. You do it well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> always a pleasure. Sai Gartsman with us. He's a biochemist. His work is called The Works of His Hands, A Scientist's Journey from Atheism to Faith. Sai Gart. Coming up next, against decluttering. Really? For me, the little things in life make me smile the hardest, like fancy potato chips. I'm talking about when you open a fresh bag and you see one of those super chips. They're folded like tacos or fortune cookies, but then you have a second and third chip wrap around it, creating this monster chip that you can barely get your mouth around. Those things are awesome. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and I share that useless little thing to ultimately say, you know what's not a little thing, Mr. and Mrs. Word FM listener? Our direct lender advantage. We use our own money and make our own decisions within our own walls. There's no middleman, which means whether you're finally making the move on a new home or you're looking to cash out some of that newfound value your current home has earned, we can often move faster and get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. And a blessing 1330. Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. Former CIA officer and survival expert Jason Hansen here. I teach people how to prepare for the unexpected. Right now, most Americans are not ready for the death of the U.S. dollar. You have money sitting in cash, and if you don't act soon, your financial future could be at risk. I have partnered with Advantage Gold, the number one rated precious metals company in America, to release my new digital dollar survival kit that's 100% free for everyone who calls today and claims your free survival kit. Simply call 800-900-8000 and give your email address, and I will have this new digital dollar survival kit sent to you immediately. Call 1-800-900-8000 now and claim your free kit. And also mention my name, Jason Hansen, and see how you could also qualify for $1,000 in free silver. Supplies are limited, so call right now before it's too late. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Check with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. Before I came to RPTS, I was a church planter and pastor for 22 years, and I found a lot of confusion about what really constitutes a church. Dr. Barry York, president of RPTS. We want, first and foremost, our ministers to know what a church is and what the church really needs, so how to develop the preaching ministry, why we practice the sacraments, how to properly care for God's people, and that you exercise proper oversight of them. The church needs servants like you. Are you ready? Visit rpts.edu. Summer is almost over, and so are the savings at Bachman's Roofing. Take advantage of the summer savings bonanza with no interest and no payments until 2025. Now is the perfect time to check off those home improvement projects. Cracked or missing roof shingles? Bachman's has got you covered. Looking to add solar? Bachman's has you covered. Time to upgrade that cracked siding? Bachman's has got your back. 
Call Bachman's today to schedule your free estimate at 412-472-7103 or visit GoBachmans.com. So the, the rise of Marie Kondo, right? Um, her book and Does then the it spark series. joy? Right. Listen, let me break in and just say again for our listeners who are, haven't heard me say this before. Yeah. Marie Kondo's book is so good. The life-changing magic of cluttering up, of mm. clean, wait, the life-changing magic of cleaning up? Mm. I'm not sure, Could but be. it's the life-changing magic, whatever it is. So if it doesn't spark joy. I thought that it was going to be stupid, and I read it because I felt like I had to, yeah. and I loved it. Mm. She's really charming. She is charming. She's not at all the preachy, like, n- preachy person that you Scoldy. imagine that she is. Oh, and she has great ideas. Right. Well... I'm all for decluttering. I know you are. Right. I mean, you and I are both big into decluttering. Right. We live in a home with seven, nine people. Oh my God. My mom was all about decluttering all the time. Yeah. So, but there's now a backlash to those who are not wanting to declutter. There's an article in uh, the Washington Post about against decluttering. And the yeah. author essentially says, I'm sitting at my desk, it is overflowing with expired gift cards. Some ceramic chickens, stuffed toys, books, you name it, it's on my desk. And I love it. And then they go on a treatise about why it's important to do, to declutter and why she chooses, the author chooses not to. But here's what she says. Decluttering is fundamentally an individual response to systematic problems. Okay. Mass production of poorly constructed items, a culture that is both acquisitive and then intensely judgmental about other people's acquisitions, gender-based inequalities in the division of labor. What does that I have no idea. Being more thoughtful about the objects we choose to bring into our homes and then considering their long-term future instead of disposing them irresponsibly. Okay, now all of a sudden it's a save the earth thing. In other words, treating them as having emotional, even divine presence is not going to solve these problems. So, uh, <laughs> okay. So I get what is it? Is she? Yes. I get what she is saying that we live in a society that is, in some ways, based on acquisition. So we, we wouldn't all ha- are. We, we are. wouldn't have to declutter if we were living in a third world country because we wouldn't have have anything. Well, what so you would I have would that. be so precious. Yes, exactly. So I I definitely see that. Um, and I think that that's a good indictment of our current culture. However, this is our culture, so we have to figure out how best to live in it. And one of the ways to live in it is to realize when you've accumulated too much and get rid of it. Well, look at the rise of storage facilities. Doesn't that make you sick? Oh, my gosh. That makes me physically sick I, to drive past them. I would never own one of those. What are you, You're putting stuff in there for thinking that you're going to go look at okay. it someday? I don't know if I ever mentioned this on the air or told you this even personally, John, but when we were cleaning out my parents' house after they passed away, um, we had a, we were in a little bit of a time crunch, not a huge time crunch, but for tax reasons, we needed to get the house on the market by a certain time. And there was just so much stuff to go through. I was totally overwhelmed by it. So we thought, you know, we'll just get a storage thing and then we'll go through it. So after uh, about a week, uh, my husband came home and he said, you know, I've been thinking about it and pricing out a storage thing. He said, they're so expensive. And I feel like if we put the stuff in there, we'll we'll forget about it and we'll never go back to it. So he said, I am willing to help you and we will put everything in this house until we and and then we'll figure out what to do with it, which is what we did. 
But looking back on it, he was so right. I would have just put that off and put that off and put that off. And I'd be, we would have paid out $20,000 by now just storing the stuff. I know it's a problem, right? But sooner or later, don't you feel better when you get rid of your stuff? Yeah, I feel really good when I get rid of my stuff. WORDFM Pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying play the word Pittsburgh and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app iHeart TuneIn and Odyssey using discount code ERIC. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The number of Americans applying for unemployment benefits last week fell to the lowest level in seven months. It's another sign that the labor market remains largely unaffected by higher interest rates. The Labor Department reports U.S. applications for jobless claims fell by 13,000 to 216,000 for the week ending September 2nd. The four-week moving average of claims fell by 8,500 to 229,250. Correspondent Jeremy House, New Jersey's state-run veterans' homes were unprepared to keep residents safe during the COVID-19 outbreak and suffered a systemic inability to implement care. That's according to a new scathing U.S. Justice Department report. On Wall Street, stocks remain mixed. The Dow is ahead 38 points, but the Nasdaq down 121. This is SRN News. This is John Hall with a special message from our friends at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. We can all agree that every child in our community should have access to nutritious meals. When school is out, many kids lose their most reliable source of healthy food. It's a heartbreaking reality, but together we can make a difference for nearly 60,000 kids in southwestern Pennsylvania who go to bed worried about where their next meal is coming from. The Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank's child nutrition programs provide essential summer meals, after-school snacks, and educational resources to thousands of students across Allegheny County, helping them reach their full potential. But they can't do it without your help. Right now, just $1 can provide three nutritious meals that make an immediate impact on a child's life. Together, we can fight childhood hunger and build a healthier, happier community. To learn more and to donate, just go to pittsburghfoodbank.org. That's pittsburghfoodbank.org. Donald Trump's indictment proves that saving America is not going to be easy. There are entrenched powers that are fighting this with everything they've got. They want to keep control over the country, the narrative, and the nation's money supply. Hi, I'm Lance Wall now. I'm a news analyst, a Christian author, and evangelical leader. I speak to millions of people every week, people just like you. You see, what the elites are doing is using inflation and government handouts and now central bank digital currencies to determine how they're going to control America. And that's why I recommend all Christians start a gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. Because physical precious metals are one of the few ways you can maintain control over your own savings. To get a free info kit on gold IRAs, text the word FAITH to 989898. Birch Gold Group is the only gold company I trust. Get their free info kit and you'll see why a gold IRA can help you. There are no strings attached. Text the word FAITH to 989898 and you're going to be blessed by taking action right now. Junction Center Productions presents Colton Dixon and Jordan Feliz Love and Light Tour. November 19th, Greensburg, Pennsylvania at Word of Life Church. Colton Dixon and Jordan Feliz Love and Light Tour. Sponsored by Compassion International. One night, two artists, all your favorite songs. 
Get your tickets at JunctionCenterProductions.com. At Eden Christian Academy, lives are under construction every day, built upon the foundation of God's Word from pre-K through graduation. I think we can all agree that Eden Christian Academy has done a fantastic job of laying the groundwork for our faith. But now it is time for us to make the decision to plant our roots in the Lord. I will forever thank God for the teachers, coaches, friends, and mentors from Eden who have poured into my life and the community that surrounded me and helped me find my faith. Eden Christian Academy, building his kingdom one life at a time. Full enrollment is open now at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Expect an evening thunderstorm, otherwise partly to mostly cloudy and humid tonight with a low of 64. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy and humid with a thunderstorm in parts of the area. Tomorrow's high, 77. Partly to mostly cloudy tomorrow night with a low of 61. Saturday, mostly cloudy with a couple of showers. We'll reach a high Saturday of 76. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. It's a, a deluge. It's a lot of rain Isn't it? coming down right here. At, though, it looks like the sky's clearing uh, above Pikeway Center here in Green Tree. Post-deluge. Post-deluge. <laughs> hey, listen to this. Uh, this is a wild story. Presidential libraries for, more, for multiple former U.S. presidents have written a joint statement for the first time to warn about the state of American democracy. Really? The statement co-signed by the libraries for past presidents, including, listen to this, (laughs) Herbert Hoover, FDR, Harry Truman, John F. Kennedy, Lyndon Johnson, Richard Nixon, Gerald Ford, Jimmy Carter, Ronald Reagan, George and Barbara Bush, Bill Clinton, George Bush, and Barack Obama. All these libraries have, have put out a statement thought to be the first ever joint statement on American democracy and includes the ominous phrase, quote, others see our house in disarray. Hmm. Here's more of a quote. Americans have a strong interest in supporting democratic movements and respect for human rights around the world because free societies elsewhere contribute to our own security and prosperity here at home. But that interest is undermined when others see our own house in disarray. The world will not wait for us to address our problems, so we must both continue to strive toward a more perfect union Mm -hmm. and help those abroad looking for U.S. leadership. Our elected officials must lead by example and govern effectively in ways that deliver for the American people. This, in turn, will help to restore trust in public service. Now, that's just a small portion of what I've read. uh, So this is a remarkable thing. I I would say it is. Where are you reading from? This is from Mediaite. I'm surprised that that wasn't more of a front page story well, in major news sources. It broke late this afternoon, so okay. my guess is as the day goes on, it'll get picked up on okay. mainstream media. Not that media is you know some sort of wacky right. little place. Right. I just feel like that is a, that's an amazing enough thing that it should cause each one of us to sit up and take notice. What's interesting is the communication between all these libraries. Now, th- these presidential libraries, no small matter. I've never been to one. Neither have I. But they dot the country. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's. I wonder how many there are in total. Right? Well, if it's going back to, it goes back to, to, to Harry Truman. To Harry FDR, Truman. FDR. Yeah. I mean, right. that's the 30s. Right. Right. Herbert Hoover has his own library. Uh, I don't know. 
Wow, so that's almost 100 years of presidential libraries. I know that Donald Trump doesn't have one. Yeah. I'm not sure if yet. I'm not sure if anyone else doesn't have any other president doesn't have one. It seems to be you know, just part and parcel. If you're the president, then because all the papers are stored there, all the historical documents are stored there. Mm-hmm. So you would think, you'd, and of course, it's a scholarly index, right? Scholars go there to study, to right. learn, to create. I mean, how many multiple authors will go to libraries and use those papers to to write books about mm-hmm. past presidents? Well, if those people who are experienced and learned, uh, as well as it would seem uh, intellectually rigorous. And not reactionary. Right. If they're concerned, I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. I'd be very curious about the communication and gathering of those who are in charge of those libraries. Because clearly it's Democrat and Republican together leaning into this problem. Where can, um, does it say where you can go online and read the whole statement from the libraries? Let's see here. Uh, well, Mediaite does have, in fact, the entire statement. Oh, do they? Yeah, okay. they do. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I'm going to check it out uh, yeah. in the commercial break. Uh, on, the, on the web, it's M-E-D-I-A, Mediaite, Mediaite, which is where we found this, Mediaite.com to find the the entirety of it. But I would imagine, like we said, sooner or later, I mean, the mainstream media will pick yeah. this up. Okay, I mm-hmm. hope so. We're going to take a break, but when we come back, we're excited to have Kristen Witherell with us. Uh, she's been a guest on our program before, and we're going to talk, talk about the subject of our souls. How do we help them? Um, how do we encourage them? How can we uh, learn to love God's Word more and more? That's the subject we'll turn to next. Thanks for being with us today on The Ride Home. 101.5 WORD. Get ready for an unforgettable night of laughter with the hilarious comedian Jeff Allen. I'm in my chair at home. Every man, you have a chair, don't you, sir? Darn right, you have a chair. If you ever went missing, they give a cushion in that chair to a bloodhound, wouldn't they? Find that smell! Don't miss your chance to see Jeff Allen's comedy tour. Are we there yet? And then they revive the dog and send him on his way. Word FM presents Jeff Allen Friday, October 6th at Impact Christian Church, Moon Township. Tickets and Word FM fan club discounts now at wordfm.com. Hey, Jeff. Hey, John. Dr. Woodrow Kroll, does that name sound familiar? Oh, sure. Okay, he taught the Bible here on Word FM for 23 years before he retired from radio back in 13. That's cool. Uh, Is he still retired? Well, he actually only retired for four or five days, but then he said that God reminded him of a promise he made to train untrained pastors. Apparently, the most serious need of churches in economically challenged countries is that need to train their untrained pastors. And so that's where you come in. You know, there's an urgent need in East Africa that we know of. Hundreds of pastors that have no training in the Bible or theology. And of course, they struggle and they want and need training. Which is why Dr. Kroll says God led him to start the Helios Project to train as many untrained pastors as we can. Our goal at Word FM is to train 570 this month. Look online at trainapastor.com to learn more about Dr. Kroll's ministry. Turkey and stuffing, real mashed potatoes, sliced top round, Aunt Emma's broccoli casserole, chicken and gravy over buttermilk biscuits. Am I making you hungry yet? 
Hi, it's me, Marsha, from the Spring House. Do you have a special event coming up in your life? A shower, a wedding, graduation party, company party, anniversary event, or any occasion where you'd love to serve all-natural, farm-fresh foods? Then it's time to give the Spring House Catering Department a call at 724-228-3339. From your first conversation with Dawn, who will help you create a menu that's unique to you, to the beautiful, bounteous setup and display that my sister Jill and her crew create, you will be delighted. After every catering event, Jill tells our cooks, I wish I could take you with me so you could hear all the wonderful comments guests give us. Give us a call at 724-228-3339 or check out our extensive menu at springhousemarket.com for farm fresh catering from the Springhouse. Do you ever feel more like roommates than soulmates? I think you go into marriage naive. I didn't feel like I had a say. We just kept butting heads. We were on autopilot. Family Life's Weekend to Remember Marriage Getaway is coming to Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, and Cleveland this fall. It's fun. It helps you center on God. Attend a weekend to remember. Amen. It's a must. Register by September 18th and save 50% on all weekends at weekendtoremember.com. I've been a Christian for a long time, and uh, I've worked on a church staff for a long time. I've been here at Word FM uh, for a long time. And I see the thread here. That's a long, long time. time. Long time. Uh, and uh, I really love the Bible. I really love what I, uh, how beautiful it is. I love in particular the language and how it's expressed. I have certain chapters that I really, really take to that I really have. Isaiah 43 is really important to me. I love Hebrews 11. I love Hebrews 2. Um, I love Romans eight. I love First Corinthians fifteen. Uh, so, and I, I think I'm relatively, probably more familiar than the average person in just general, you know, biblical uh, knowledge. I still have to make myself read it, and I get very discouraged about that because sometimes I don't want to do it. Of course. In fact, a lot of times, most times, I don't want to do it. What is that? I don't know. Because, like you said. You know it. I you like love it. Love it. I love it. I also like it. But what it, is the why? I, I yeah, I don't know. It's it's, it's a very weird thing, right? It's, it's really frustrating. It's hard to admit. You don't want to be the kind of person who doesn't who who says out loud. You know, I don't really, I I don't get up in the morning and leap to read the Bible. Yeah, like it's like you know a moral failure. Yeah, well, part. but you know what I mean. I'm you clucking want, my tongue. Well, you want to. You know God well enough. Why would you not want to read what He said? Right. I mean that that just makes sense. Right. But for some reason, you fall short. You well, you're not alone, short. believe me, right? I mean, it's, there's tomes that are written about these things. Kristen Weatherall's with us. She's been a guest of ours in the past. She's the author of multiple books. Her brand new work, which I think is an encouragement for Kath, <laughs> exactly. Help for the Hungry Soul. Uh, Kristen, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Our Fun pleasure. to be back. Thank you. So, Kristen, what I just said, I'm sure, is not a surprise to you. No, it's not. And I'm the whole time I'm standing here nodding my head going, me too, <laughs> me too. And I think, you know, those of us um, are in, who, who love God's word and who work in ministry, like the two of you do, um, uh, there's a special danger there because we're very familiar with God's word. And um, man, we need, to, we need to ask him for help, don't we? We do. And I just, it's such a we weird paradox, something. isn't it? That you think, I know it, I love it, I want more, it helps me, it changes my life, it changes the world. Mm-hmm. So what is it? That, what is my problem? That's, I'm resistant. Yeah. 
right? Yeah, what, what is my problem? It, it tells us something about the condition of the human heart under the fall, you know. Um, if you go back to the very beginning, which is so helpful to do in these situations, we see that, that God created Adam and Eve to live under um, his rule and his reign and under his words. And what did they do? Instead of listening to him and his words, they listened to the serpent's words. And so we see this, you know, their hearts turn away from the very beginning. And that, that's still our problem right now. It's on my own, on my own desires and power. I would rather open my phone again mm-hmm. <laughs> than go to God's word. And so what do I need? I need a reorientation of my heart. And, I, and that's something that only God, by the power of his spirit, can do. Well, that's good. Okay, so to me, the, the, what you just said, on our own, left to our own devices, right, there's the problem. So are you, are you saying then Bible reading is better? The, um, what, uh, I would encourage other people or I would make a commitment. My buddies and I get together for coffee. We make a commitment as a group. We're going to read the Bible. That commitment means something. It absolutely means something because we're not going to receive from the Holy Spirit the power and the help that he wants us to receive to love the word and to understand the word and to draw near to him in the word apart from the word. So mm-hmm. we have to do something. You know, Peter calls it longing for the pure spiritual milk. And I have three kids and I think about them as babies. You know, they um, have to put themselves in the position to receive from their mom the milk, but they're not the ones producing it, right? So God is the one um, giving us love for him, giving us love for his word. And yet we have to put ourselves in the position to receive from him. Yeah. So does that mean we have to be in a geographic position? Are you saying Mm -hmm. like, I need to be seated. I need to be kneeling. I need to be whatever. Or do you mean in life we need to be in like an emotional position to receive it? I think it's both. You know, there is something really wonderful about habit forming, habit formation. You know, I personally, this looks different for every single person, but I personally benefit from opening God's word first thing in the morning. And so I have my spot. I have the spot on the couch where I keep my Bible the night before so that I don't walk past it. Um, But here's the good news. For those of us who feel guilty about our Bible reading or lack thereof, who feel discouraged by it, God is not prescriptive in his word about how we come to his word. And we have this idea, especially in Western cultures, about quiet time, right? This this kind of ideal situation in which we are alone in the word for two hours with a stack of study commentaries. But the reality is God is not prescriptive about that. There is no command in the Bible about having a daily quiet time the way that we like to think about it. And that's freedom for all of us. It means that we can be creative in coming to God's word and what that might look like for each of us. I like this. Kristen Weatherall's with us. We're talking about her brand new work. It's called Help for the Hungry Soul, Eight Encouragements to Grow Your Appetite for God's Word. So Kristen, uh, of course, all across this country right now, our church, along with thousands and thousands of others, you know, summer, sort of the, the slower session is over. We're re-engaging now. And, of course, small groups, which is the lifeblood of many uh, churches, we're, we're all going, okay, so let's all get back together again. For our small group, 
first and third uh, of the week we always meet. First, first and third of the month we always meet. So then over the summer I'm thinking, well, are we going to do Acts? Are we going to go like we're going to study Acts this fall? And then all of a sudden at a church, someone said, oh, we might be doing Revelation. So there's all these kind of like plans that are made, but just thinking about it, I got excited about it, knowing that all these people that I know and connect with, we're all going to be Bible reading together, and then we're going to sit and talk about it. To me, the local church and this Mm -hmm. local small groups Mm -hmm. is the big muscle in all this. Yes, I'm so glad that you brought Mm -hmm. that up, John, because we so often discount the feast that we are enjoying with our church family. When in actuality, when you think about what the Bible is overarchingly, it's God's words directed to God's gathered people. In other words, the church. So, um, you know, we we think about getting in our Bibles or the fact that we haven't in a few days or a few weeks and we feel bad about it. But if you've gone to church and sat under the preaching of God's word, you have received God's word. And that's that's such a wonderful thing. Yeah. You know, whether we're in the worship services or meeting with our small group and digging into God's word, that really matters for the health of our soul. Absolutely. Yeah. I've also been thinking um, as we talk, Kristen, and by the way, let me just encourage you all listeners to check out the book, which is titled Help for the Hungry Soul, Eight Encouragements to Help You Grow Your Appetite for God's Word. Um, Kristen, I, I've been thinking about the New Testament letters um, because we've been studying them in my church um, over the last couple of years. And I've been thinking about how they were read. You know, these letters were read out loud. Um, And so I thought I I should get into a practice of listening to the Bible more. I mean, Mm. we're we're swimming in all sorts of options as far as podcasts and websites and apps and you name it. I mean, I think that that I mean, I'm used to reading the word and studying it. And I think that that's obviously very valuable. But I think I'm probably missing out on the value of listening. Yeah, and that's I love that you brought that up because that's not that's just one of numerous ways that we could get our minds and our hearts steeped in God's word. And I love that because I tend to be a reader as well. But you know, recently I was packing up our family's bags uh, from vacation. We were about to head home, and I thought I didn't have time to open my Bible that day. So I thought I'm just going to turn on the ESV Bible app, the audio version, and listen to it. It was so beautiful. Was it, was it? different? Yeah. Yes, but I, I caught different things, and. Um, that, that's just one creative way that you could steep yourself in God's Word, but there are so many more. Excellent. Kristen Weatherall, Help for the Hungry Soul. So, Kristen, in Help for the Hungry Soul, you, you tell a story. Uh, it's like a true confessional. You talk about, you know, your boredom in some ways, your apathy. Tell us that. Yeah, well, it's not just a story for one time of my life, but it's happened multiple times. I tend to get into seasons where I feel like I'm in a bit of a rut. Um, you know, Kathy, you were talking about just not really feeling it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not really feeling like opening my, opening my Bible. I know that it's good for me, but I'm not feeling it. And um, the story that I share in the book is about a season where I was not feeling it. I just felt bored. I was going through my Bible reading plan. And um, of course, I knew, you know, something's wrong with me, but I just can't figure out what it is or what to do about it. And I was sitting under the teaching of our senior pastor in a, in a layperson class. And he was doing a module on this very topic. And he said something to the effect of, if you are bored with your Bible reading, you have every permission to switch things up. Make a change. Don't, don't keep doing the same thing. God's word is too precious for that. Mm. And so that kind of gave me the permission that I needed. I'm very type A, so I felt like I needed permission, the permission that I needed to make a change. And, and I did, and I, I recently did as well. I just pulled out of my 
my plan, and I decided to open um, a Bible study that a friend of mine had written on the covenant. And it's been so refreshing to just use a different format Mm. and um, to be able to answer some guided questions about what I'm reading and how it applies to my life. So, yes, permission, if you're listening to this and you feel like you're in a rut, do something different. Switch it up. I have a friend who has been a Christian for a while, but just decided that um, he wanted to read through the Bible. And so dutifully, he just started at the beginning and, you know, Genesis one and I'll, you know, and I didn't want to tell him that this is a bad idea because, you know, reading the Bible, it's a pretty good idea. Um, but I thought, boy, I want to see what happens when he gets to numbers um, yes. or if he's stuck in some portions of Leviticus or, you know, Chronicles can hang people up or, you know, whatever it is. It depends okay. on the it depends on the person. But it, it, it was numbers. And he was like, I just lost it. I'd, and I thought that's sad, you know, and I, there are many other Bible plans. Um, but starting at the beginning or working to the end is not necessarily the best way. And if you can't get through numbers, it doesn't mean that you're bad at reading the Bible. Or you're a failure. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, I recently read, I, I got to Job in my Bible reading plan and I thought, okay, here we go again. Every time I read Job, I get lost in the in the middle section. Yes, you know, yeah. the beginning and the end are pretty clear, yep. but the middle section, it's like, what? His friends are saying a bunch of stuff, and what does it mean? And, what and they're they saying sound true, right, but it's not, you know, yes, but, and they're supposed, right, but they end up but, being the bad guys, so what does that mean? Yes, yes. So what I ended up doing was um, I got Christopher Ashe's book, Understanding the Book of Job, and it was so helpful just to have a companion, something to read that is biblical and biblically steeped alongside what I'm reading. So if you're listening and that's you, if you're in Leviticus, you know, grab a helpful book, grab a study Bible so that you have some guidance along the way. See, I'm glad you said that. Uh, To me, a study Bible changed everything for me, Mm. right? Um, As as a baby Christian many, many years ago, you're reading along and you go, I have no idea what this means, right? And then somebody gave me a study Bible. I was like, oh, oh." it's kind of like, you know, it, it opened up the door to something. I was embarrassed to ask for help, but the study Bible sort of took away my embarrassment. Yes. And your pastor would love to help you. It would be his joy to help you. If you're stuck, send him an email, give him a call. He would love to have a conversation with you about that. So the bottom line is read it, right? You're going to go through periods. And you're going to be glad you did. I'm always glad I did. Yeah. But you know, you're like, I mean, Kristen's written a whole book about this. You're going to go through periods where you... You just can't feel it. Right. Feelings aren't facts. Yeah. You just, you know, there's apathy, there's judgment, mm-hmm. there's faltering, there's Netflix, all those things that get in the way. But sooner or later, because you know it's the most excellent thing for you, the best thing right. you can possibly do. Right. So, like they say, just do it. Just do it. Mm, yeah. And I would encourage the listeners, if that's you, start at Psalm 119. It is all about the tension that we feel. Mm. You know, wanting to want to read our Bibles, wanting to love God's word, loving God, and yet, God, I need you to help me love you. Um, the way that the psalm ends, the psalmist says, I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek your servant, for I do not forget your commandments. And isn't that it? Lord, our hearts are, are wander from you, and only you can draw us to yourself. And so we come to him humble and pleading for that. And that's a prayer that he will delight to answer. Excellent. Christian Weatherall, help for the hungry soul, eight encouragements to grow your appetite for God's word. Christian, um, what about your online presence? People can find you there or are you doing uh, Twitter or, you know, X or whatever you wherever you are? Yeah. The best place to connect with me would be my website at kristenweatherall.com. And I send out a 
a fun and hopefully nourishing email newsletter once a month called Nourished. So Mm -hmm. sign up there. Excellent. Great. Well, very good to talk to you again, Kristen. Welcome back. Thanks so much, brother, sister. Thanks. You as well. Really, it's our pleasure. Yeah, I mean, just read it, right? I mean, the benefits far outweigh any sort of weirdness or uncomfortability or apathy that you may have around it. Help for the hungry soul. Eight encouragements to grow your appetite for God's word. This is an urgent announcement for anyone that's $10,000 or more in debt. Before you make another minimum payment, you need to know there are special programs that can completely free you of your debt. Total Financial Freedom can help you become debt-free in months instead of years. Resolve your credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and timeshares. Call now at 800-533-6605 for a free consultation. For 16 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get out of debt. You can feel confident when calling because Total Financial Freedom is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and a Christian-owned company. Don't get stuck in the endless cycle of payments. You have the right to get your debt resolved and substantially reduce your monthly payments. Call Christian-owned Total Financial Freedom now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. 800-533-6605. Donald Trump warned America. The U.S. dollar is under attack, and it's becoming less and less valuable by the day. Hyperinflation and speculation is killing your retirement. Don't leave your money sitting in cash. It's time you diversified and protected your future with physical precious metals. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000 and get your free digital dollar survival kit and learn how you could get up to $1,000 in free silver today. Call Advantage Gold now at 800-900-8000 to get your free digital dollar survival kit and you may qualify for $1,000 in free silver. Advantage Gold is the number one rated gold and silver company in America. Your future is precious. Protect it today when you call Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000 now. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Check with your financial advisor before investing. That's 800-900-8000. Hey, did you know only six states still have an inheritance tax? Unfortunately, Pennsylvania is one of them. This is John Steigerwald. You know, lucky for you, you've got Abernethy and Hagerman They're in your corner. I know Jay Hagerman. I've talked with him and his team, and trust me, they know you've worked hard for your money, and they know how to help ensure it gets to the ones you love. Protect what you've spent your life working for. Keep more of what's yours. With Abernethy and Hagerman, visit a-h.law. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. If you love them enough to listen to them practice the same song on tuba, please be done. Over and over and over and over and over. Then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're correctly buckled in the back seat. Sounds good, honey. Check today at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Expect an evening thunderstorm, otherwise partly to mostly cloudy and humid tonight with a low of 64. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy and humid with a thunderstorm in parts of the area. Tomorrow's high, 77. Partly to mostly cloudy tomorrow night with a low of 61. Saturday, mostly cloudy with a couple of showers. We'll reach a high Saturday of 76. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. 
does this make sense? Yeah, does what make sense? Chickens. That's it? That's it. It seems trendy now. Chickens? That people have chickens. Oh, oh, like in their backyard. In their backyard. Raising chickens. That could be in the middle of East Liberty or could be in the middle of Homewood. People have chickens. I like it. Does that make sense? You know you can rent a chicken? Why would you do that? For the joy of raising chickens. People come to your house with like with a chicken coop. You can rent them for the season. Oh, so you rent the coop. You rent the chickens and the coop. That then, seems like it's it, it's like living with someone before you're married. I feel like you should make more of a commitment. No, I think make it just try it out. Really? And then spring and summer, you kind of go, oh yeah, there's the chicken. Yeah, I think it makes perfect sense. I like the idea of it. I'd yeah. like to have chickens. Yeah. I mean, fresh eggs and those little things clucking around your yard. I think it's kind of cool. Here's the thing, I I want it to make sense. Yeah. Because I love the idea of it. Yeah. And I love an egg. I am all yeah. about an egg. Super fresh egg. Super fresh egg. But I just, I wonder if we're, you know, those of us who are amateurs are getting into stuff that we don't well, really understand. I'm sure there is that, right? You know, people, yeah. We're acting like we know things about farming. And the, the farmers the out horse. there are like laughing at those of us in suburbia yeah, and well, in urban settings thinking, what do you people know about Well, chickens? if you're interested, you know, you would hopefully study on it and, you know, do, do I think a lot of people diligence. might jump in without the due diligence. Really? I don't think that makes sense. That makes sense to me. You chickens think, make sense. I, but, but with the due diligence. Yes. Only. Because otherwise, if there's no diligence, that doesn't make any sense. No, it's kind of funny. I don't want your out of control chicken, <laughs> right, right. or your but unhappy I'm chicken. I'm sure there are a lot of out of control, and chickens. I'm sure a lot of unhappy right. chickens, right? Okay, so funny you brought up food because this well, is I mean, mine. Yeah. Does this make sense? A digital meat thermometer. Mm-hmm. I feel strongly about it. Me too. I think it makes all the sense in it the world. It has revolutionized grilling. Isn't it great? Holy smokes! I'm out at the grill. I want a medium rare burger. I don't have to guess anymore. Boom. You don't have to put your thumb in there Nothing. and like see how fast it pulls back. I or... stick that little thing in there. King gives me an automatic reading. I, f- I mean, it's perfect every time. Isn't that great? I love a digital. But you can't moment. spend like eight bucks on it. No. You have to invest a little. You need like twenty-five dollars to make that happen. Sure. But Is, boy, isn't that twenty-five dollars well spent? Well worth it. Yeah. All of a sudden, I feel it's a confidence builder. I think it is a confidence builder. Mm-hmm. What about if you're concerned about undercooking pork or chicken, mm-hmm. which is a concern? Not anymore. Not anymore. Because you've got your okay. Digital meat How do you clean that? Uh, with a little um, soap and water. Okay. Warm water. Okay. Why is it? Well, because my husband makes fun of me because I just run it underwater and just wipe it off. That's fine. One hundred one point five W O R D. Pastors and ministry leaders, Word FM would like to say thank you for all you do to serve God's people and our great city. Come have lunch on us Thursday, October 12th aboard the Gateway Clippers Empress. It's our Pastors and Ministry Leaders Appreciation Cruise, a free event for senior and associate pastors, ministry leaders, and their spouses. Enjoy fellowship, a great meal, and beautiful views of our city skyline. Free tickets will go fast, so reserve now at wordfm.com. So this is a radio ad, and I wanted to tell a story that proves that sometimes bad moments can often lead to good moments or opportunities. But my story was about 30 minutes, so instead, here's the headline. Loving family's beach vacation is ruined by a flaming lasagna and nephew vomiting on gate agent, only to be saved by the most meaningful staycation ever. 
It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and bad creating some good is exactly what we're seeing right now. Interest rates are not great, but they have finally brought home prices down, at least for a bit, creating an opportunity, which is why we're seeing thousands of listeners across the country looking to buy the new home now because the price is forever with the plan to refinance the rate tomorrow when rates settle. If that's you, please know that we have a direct lender advantage that can often save you lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp. Melbourne, New York. And a blessing 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. Donald Trump's indictment proves that saving America is not going to be easy. There are entrenched powers that are fighting this with everything they've got. They want to keep control over the country, the narrative, and the nation's money supply. Hi, I'm Lance Wall now. I'm a news analyst, a Christian author, and evangelical leader. I speak to millions of people every week, people just like you. You see, what the elites are doing is using inflation and government handouts and now central bank digital currencies to determine how they're going to control America. And that's why I recommend all Christians start a gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group, because physical precious metals are one of the few ways you can maintain control over your own savings. To get a free info kit on gold IRAs, text the word FAITH to 989898. Birch Gold Group is the only gold company I trust. Get their free info kit and you'll see why a gold IRA can help you. There are no strings attached. Text the word FAITH to 989898 and you're going to be blessed by taking action right now. Summer is almost over, and so are the savings at Bachman's Roofing. Take advantage of the summer savings bonanza with no interest and no payments until 2025. Now is the perfect time to check off those home improvement projects. Cracked or missing roof shingles? Bachman's has got you covered. Looking to add solar? Bachman's has you covered. Time to upgrade that cracked siding? Bachman's has got your back. Call Bachman's today to schedule your free estimate at 412-472-7103 or visit gobachmans.com. Local news. I mean, has the Internet killed local news? We are in a news desert, although we are fortunate here in the city of Pittsburgh. Uh, Say what you will about the Post-Gazette and their labor practices. The Post-Gazette still exists. The Trib, okay, um, equally sort of suffering through a malaise, but the Trib still exists as well. So essentially, to some degree or another, certainly not in their heyday, local newspapers still exist in some way. Not the strength of the old days, but they are still there. Um, What about broadcast, local broadcast? Your local news, like, you know, TV news? Mm Mm-hmm. Generally, to me, fires and car wrecks. The yep. newsrooms are depleted. There is not the numbers that we were used to, heck, even 10 or 20 years ago. When I was a kid, everybody watched the 6 o'clock news. Right. Everybody. Yeah. Every, I mean, all, that was just what you did. That's where you got your news, yeah. right? I haven't watched the 6 o'clock news in decades. Well, believe me, if you did, you'd be disappointed. I'm sure it's pretty thin and not to sort of, you know, pile upon our brothers and sisters in local media. Right. But right. It's just, it's just a different. It's a different thing. The economic model is not there as it once was. I mean, of course, the Internet has changed mm-hmm. everything. Well, listen to this. This is really, really interesting. Um, there is a, a major philanthropic effort underway that is focusing itself on local newsrooms today. 20 nonprofit organizations announced plans to invest a total of $500 million 
over the next five years into local media organizations. Really? One of the biggest efforts yet to address the crisis in local news. The initiative is called Press Forward, spearheaded by the MacArthur Foundation and supported by organizations including the Knight Foundation, the Ford Foundation, and the Carnegie Corporation of New York. Press Forward will use the $500 million to fund grants for existing local for-profit and non-profit newsrooms, help to build shared tools, provide resources to diverse outlets, those in historically underserved areas, Mm -hmm. and invest in nonpartisan public policy development that advances access to news locally and information. Okay. Isn't that good? Well, I think it's terrific that not only is there somebody who's noticed that there is a decline, but they're willing to do something about it. Because, of course, all of us notice the decline. We don't have a Pittsburgh press anymore. The Post-Gazette's only printed twice a week. Right. And you the know. online presence is minimal right. at best. Right. right. It's splintered. Right. To me, the the big – well, it's not a worry. I mean, it is a worry. Younger generations are not interested in local news or news in general the way that we were raised. Yeah. There's something powerful about the newspaper sitting yes. on the – right. Yep. You know, I agree. The living room table. I agree. Yeah. The print edition was everything. Yeah. And the, my dad read the newspaper every single day. Me too. Without fail. My mom covered read the newspaper. Cover. That was just what it was. Um, I Interesting, though. I really took to the internet early on. I never read the paper. Really? I mean, I've I've gotten all my news from online sources for- You didn't grow up with a newspaper. I, grew, I mean, I grew up with a newspaper in my house. But you didn't read it? No. Which huh. I think is, I mean, I'm not, that that's a real detriment. I'm not sure why that was not interesting so to me. Some people but are attracted it, to it, other people aren't. That's but all. it wasn't. Right. Lexi, talk about your your news intake. Do you read online news? Are you Do you interested care in the about news? the news? I mean, I care about the news because I think it's important to be aware. Um, but me right now, I get most of my information via the internet. What about local news? Do you have um, any connection to local news? Well, I follow uh, TAE. I follow PXI. Okay. Um, I follow all the local channels on like okay. Facebook, right. Twitter, internet Instagram. Sites. Yeah. Right. Um, but when I was younger, I we watched the TV a lot. We watched um, television news a lot. And then my dad, growing up, he would get the paper um, every day or every right. Sunday. Um, and then the only interest that I took in that was little cartoons. That's fine. And, yeah. That's a place right. to start. And doing the crossword with The him. comic section, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, every kid, you know, you lived in the comic section. I, I don't know. Um, does news matter? Because I believe, let me answer my, I'll answer my own question. Y- yes, it does yes, matter. Yes, it does. Because w- what I think was really important, especially in local news, were those investigative journalists who dug deep into corruption crime and they called out the dirt in your mm-hmm. local area right so people who were doing those dirty deeds they couldn't hide and those people really were the heroes of local news right now i don't know there is investigative well, journalism well, spotlight you know spotlight oh, yeah, sure. or spotlight pennsylvania Spot, what's it yeah. called it is, it's it's a, it's a statewide thing it is um that has local outlets yeah and they have done a terrific job They've right, done they an have. absolutely terrific and, job. And say what you will, uh, NPR, WESA yep. uh-huh. does an excellent job as well. With do local they talk news. about local news? They do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, my local, all of my, all of the news I get, I get from reading. And here's why. I First of all, I find the sound of local news to be disruptive to my emotional health. Right. It's just, it's too much 
uh, focus on negativism, on tragedy, on chaos. It's just too much. So I don't like. So I don't like to listen to click based. It. Yeah, it's too much. Right. But I do think it's important to know what you're doing. But if you read it, it's just much. More, you can take it in and in my mind, consider it a lot more than if you're just watching it on TV. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I could care. I, I don't, whenever I see like the video stuff pop up, I'm not interested in yeah, it. Yeah. It really, I, I would much rather prefer to read it. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, do you find listening to news can be disruptive to your psyche? Um, on the radio, I'm happy to listen. I mean, like if I'm in my car, yeah. reflectively, if it's at the top of the hour, I agree. I'm tuning into local news. I agree. But do you find TV disruptive? Yeah, yeah, I could, me I could too. Care less. Oh, so you you just it makes you apathetic. It doesn't cause you to be anxious. I don't or... find any value. I hate to say this. I'm sorry. I don't find much value in it. Okay. Because I don't think a lot of it's really news. A lot of it's like I said: house fires, car crashes, happy talk, and celebrity uh, gossip. Yeah. It doesn't really interest me that much. Yeah. What about the rise of? You see this a lot. So-called citizen journalists well i think there can be a great value there the only concern i have is whether they have i want there to be somebody else in their sphere who they're holding each other accountable what about training that's right i mean i mean i mean remember the rise of journalism schools i mean Mm -hmm. duquesne was a good journalism school northwestern university was you know sort of the preeminent journalistic school one of in the country Mm -hmm. Now, I wonder if people are going into journalism like I they don't used know. to. You remember, I mean, I'm old enough to remember what happened with Watergate sort of fueled yes. future generations sure. to be those reporters. Everybody wanted to be that the with person. Bernstein. Yep. The person that found Deep Throat. Yeah. I mean, that's important yep. work that has to be done because people need to know, people need to be informed of what's happening locally, nationally, internationally. So you need those journalists. Now I think it's less of an attractive profession. Certainly, it's not a well, it's not a profession you're going to make a lot of money. It in. certainly seems like people who are going, who are working in the profession currently, in my mind, confuse reporting and opinion because a lot of things I see on like the front page of a newspaper sound like an opinion piece when actually it's reporting. Right. I just think that with the rise of Twitter and social media in general, but particularly Twitter because every writer in the world is on Twitter. You know, if yeah, you're yeah. if you're a writer, you're on Twitter. Um and there is a sense of your opinion is what makes you good. Makes you a star. Or it makes you stand out. Right. It gives you clicks. And so if you can't inject it, if you're just doing straight reporting, then nobody really cares about what you're saying. So the, the rise of 24-7 cable news, right, in some ways was supposed to be a boon for, for journalism. It was a, a complete death knell. Right. So now, I mean, really, I probably have watched cable news like Fox or CNN or Newsmax maybe – 15 minutes in the last year. What I see there is kind of what I see as a reflection of local news. It's oftentimes pretty faces that are opinion-based, and more often than not, it's vapid information to yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, again, remember, how do you find real journalism? How do you find well, you have serious, to look for it. You serious have to look journalism? For it.
Right. I want to know what's going on. I want to do long, deep reads right. into important issues that matter to be informed, to have an opinion about what's going on in this country. Let's take, for example, you know, we've got uh, audiences here in the western Pennsylvania area in Ohio and West Virginia and around the Beltway in Washington, D.C., welcoming our listeners from WAVA in addition to our listeners for WORD. Today, I spent a good chunk of time in the Washington Post. You and I usually read the Post every day, but you lean more on the Post. I lean more on the Wall Street Journal. And say what you will. I mean, look, the Post, it's kind of... It's not perfect. It's there's, not, no, there's no, there's no news outlet that's perfect. The, the Post is left-leaning. The New York Times is left-leaning. The Wall Street Journal is more conservative, mm-hmm. right? You, you kind of know that going mm-hmm. in. Who do you trust? Who do you trust to tell well, you the this, truth? This is what I do. You read widely. That's the only answer. The only answer is that you don't get your answers from just one place. And I think if you, if I'm reading the Washington Post or any of the major, you know, national publications, I'm really interested in in, in opinion pieces because you you sort of, at least for myself, over time, if you read enough people who are writing opinion pieces, you identify with those people who sort of, oh, this this is my guy. Yeah, I right. I, I, right. Like I'll listen to David. Oh, there's David Brooks. There's David Brooks. Or I okay. like uh, Gerard Baker. Any number for, of people uh, for the journal. But at the same time, you know, I'll also read people that I disagree with, just so I go more than not, just so I can roll my eyes. <laughs> Charles Blow, yeah. you know, wh- whomever. Mm-hmm. But at least you get a, a differing opinion that challenged me not to think the way that I would normally think about yeah. things. Yeah, I agree. Or, but even if you're not going to the opinion side, you're just looking at reporting. If you can read the front page. I do this. I mean, again, this is part of my job. So I'm not trying to tell everybody, anybody out there how to live. But it has helped me to look at the front page of the Wall Street Journal, CBS.com, ABC.com, the New York Times, the Washington Post, and our local papers. So I do that on a daily basis. Now, if you're just going to do a scan, just see what the headlines are, that's not going to take you long. If you're going to read a lot, like we have to do for this show, it's going to take you several hours. But it's okay to just kind of dip your toe in and just kind of see. It'll be interesting if you do it over time. Right. You'll start to see how different news sources focus on different things. Right. Remember, remember the news weeklies. Like Time or Newsweek? Yeah, Time and Newsweek. I mean, those used to US be... U.S. News and World Report? They used to be center places for people's reading. People would wait by the mailbox to get Time magazine. Yeah. Right? Now... They're but, just like cable news. It's it's mostly puff pieces, yep, they and are. they're barely surviving. Yeah, because they provide what they provided in the past is available so easily online through thousands of sources. But they used to provide deep, deeper reporting. Yeah, but they don't. Not anymore. They just don't. So where do you go? And you know what's interesting to me is people are loath to pay for their news. Where I don't have a problem paying for your news. No, I'm not, I don't it have a problem with it either. Because I mean, obviously, it takes a lot of time and resources to put something together. It's value. It's a valuable resource. Right. So uh, I would happily spend X amount of dollars monthly mm-hmm. to have those resources available to me. I don't know. I just think about it. Uh, does news matter? Yes. Yes. Does it matter how you get your news? Yes. Well, I think for your, at least for my emotional health, it does matter how I get it. Yeah. It does matter. You need to be an informed citizen. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. That's a part of our job is yeah. being alive. Right. 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 We've got an input here. And if you, can, voters, if you can, read widely. A, a, a variety of sources, conservative, liberal, uh, local, international. Do it. It'll help. 
If you're a business owner, imagine getting up to $26,000 per employee. There's still time for business owners to file for the Employee Retention Tax Credit Program. This program is for business owners who continue to pay their W-2 employees during the COVID pandemic. Many businesses qualify and simply do not know it. All business types and industries may qualify. You can claim the credit even if you received a PPP loan. This is a cash payment and not a loan and can be claimed now. The licensed CPAs and tax professionals at DH Tax and Consulting have been serving business owners across the country for over 15 years. The best part is that until you receive your cash payment, you don't pay us a dime. Our tax credit specialists are available now at 833-ERC-FILE and your tax payment estimate is quick, easy, and free. That's 833-ERC-FILE to qualify you and your business for up to $26,000 per W-2 employee for free federal aid. Call us now at 833-ERC-FILE. That's 833-ERC-FILE. This decade is looking like the worst one to retire or be retired in. Now more than ever, you need to stay ahead of turbulent markets and money-grubbing politicians. That's why you need Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch. For more than 30 years, Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch has been helping Americans invest, protect, and grow their assets. A Retirement Watch subscription gives you must-have advice on all aspects of your retirement. Independent advice you won't get anywhere else. When you subscribe to Retirement Watch, you'll get three months of Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch newsletter. You'll also get Bob's five model portfolios and five free reports, including the hidden rules of retirement, hidden real estate tax bombs to avoid, cashing in on Congress's $350,000 retirement shocker, plus two more free reports, and an exclusive conference call with Bob Carlson answering your retirement questions. The newsletter, free reports, the conference call, all for just $19.95. Sign up today at yourretirementwatch.com. Yourretirementwatch.com. That's yourretirementwatch.com. Let's face it, talking about life insurance is never easy. But after we watched a close friend lose her husband with no insurance, we decided that wasn't going to happen to our family. Yeah, but shopping for life insurance can be almost as difficult as talking about it. But then we heard about Ethos Life Insurance. They're a new kind of life insurance built for people on a busy schedule who don't have time for unnecessary doctor's visits, fine print, or hidden fees. You know, who want to keep it simple. I couldn't believe how easy it was. We answered a few basic questions, and within minutes, we had an estimate of what it would cost and what sort of policy made sense for us. I never imagined life insurance could be so affordable. And accessible. The peace of mind knowing that our future is secure, it just removes a lot of the fear around getting older. and Yeah, the unexpected. I'm glad we talked about it. I'm glad we went with ethoslife.com. Go to ethoslife.com now for your free estimate. That's E-T-H-O-S-Life.com. Ethoslife.com. Speaking of local news and local personalities, I haven't had a chance to bring up the uh, really excellent article from the Trib that Jerry DePaula wrote on Bill Hillgrove. I think it might have come out last Saturday, um, but uh, it it talks about uh, Hillgrove, who has had such a long and storied career here in Pittsburgh. Is it 50 years? Yeah. Details that Bill's first adventure behind a microphone required him to play the part of a brat in a live production of a series of stories about a Catholic family in the 50s. It aired on WDUQ. It was titled Morning, Noon, and Night, and he was 13. Wow. 70 years later, he's still behind the microphone. Holy smokes. How about that? So he's 83. Um, He was at Acrisure Stadium last Saturday. Uh, He began his 50th season calling play-by-play for Pitt football. That's crazy. 50th season. Then, this Sunday... 
He'll be at Acrisure Stadium. He's starting his 30th season with the Steelers. And then in the fall, he's going to be inside the Pete in Oakland, tipping off his 55th season of Pitt men's basketball. What a career. I mean, can you get no. over those numbers? That's incredible. Isn't that outrageous? I mean, holy heck. Oh, The my. preparation alone. I know. Right? I know. It's just really something. Congratulations to Bill Hillgrove. Sister Mary Bernard O'Brien of the Sisters of Charity um, is the one who got things started, The uh, Jerry DePaulo says. Sister Mary O'Brien. Sister, do you know her? Nope. Sister Mary had a friend, Sister Rosalie, who ran the Pittsburgh Diocesan Radio TV School. And she said to Bill, little Bill, uh, you like to putz around with radios like your dad. Uh, why don't you go up there and see what you can learn? So he showed up. Sister Rosalie handed him a script and said, read it. I read it. And she said, exactly what I'm looking for. You're a perfect 13-year-old brat. <laughs> he said, I don't need a script for that. That's good. And that was off. Anyway, um, he graduated from Duquesne in 1962. Um, he started being a uh, former play-by-play man Ed Conway's color analyst for four years. I've never even heard of Ed Conway. Of course, we know about his years of working with Myron Cope. Yep. Right? We know all about that. Um, He also worked with Dick Grote for, it seems like, 100 years doing pit basketball. He worked with our good friend Tunch and Wolf um, doing Steeler broadcasts. He worked with Merrill Hodge, Bill Osborne, uh, Bill Fralick. Um, You name it. I mean, you name it. Um, Doran Dickerson, who works for the fans, said that he can't describe what a thrill it was when he heard Bill Hillgrove call his name during a game. He was like, you know, I have finally arrived. That's so cool. Isn't that cool? 50 plus years. Um, He says, Hillgrove says he'll still keep turning on the microphone until it's no longer fun. He said, because every game is a magic carpet ride. Mm. Listen, those voices that That you grew up with that take us through... Different seasons. Um, you I know, was at PNC Park uh, last week. We went into the uh, the lounge level, and there's uh, Bob Prince's sports coat. Mm. I got excited because I grew up with that voice. Yeah, Bob sure. Prince and Nellie King, mm-hmm. right? I mean, those voices early, especially those early voices. And, you know, I, I guess this goes back to our you know our conversation a little bit, a little bit ago. For the large part, those voices have disappeared. Yeah. Right. The which Internet is, doesn't provide right, that, which is why this a, a career like Bill Hillgrove has had is so important to a city like Pittsburgh. You yeah. know, when I turn on a Steeler game, I want to hear Bill. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, and I remember when Jack Fleming uh, retired. Yeah. Um, when Bob Prince got fired, there was a parade for him in his in his support to try to get him rehired. Is that right? It was a gigantic groundswell. Really? Yeah. It was a parade. People showed up in protest. They paraded in the street. That's how much they love Bob Prince. Wow. Well, if you're on the on the air, and John and I know this, you know, just as well as anyone else, is that you have people who love what you do and people who hate what you do. Yeah, yeah they do. So I'm sure. So he'll, right, and Hillgrove has a ton of detractors. Of course, of course. Um, but you cannot argue with that type of longevity. You can't. We'll never see that again. Oh, my, never. Right. Never. Seventy never, years never. behind Are a microphone. Are you kidding me? It won't exist. Right. And and people who are just as skilled doing basketball and football, and there are, there are a lot of people like that. I mean, you look at the, the, the national people who show up, you know, Bill Nance will show up and do the Masters, and he's just, obviously, he's the king of the Masters. Right. But he's outstanding doing, ba- doing uh, NBA basketball. Yep. And he's terrific doing football. I mean, that's set. just, that's a huge, huge skill set. It surely is. Anyway, yeah, we spent a chunk of this time talking about 
local news local broadcasting. and local voices. But we always appreciate your presence. We don't take it for granted. So thanks for being with us and for tuning in and spending some time and chiming in, good, bad, or otherwise. For those of you in the Washington, D.C. area, we're so glad that you were along with us for today's Ride Home again. It's been a lot of fun getting to know you. So hopefully we'll be able to spend more time together as the weeks unfold. Yep. In the meantime, have yourself a nice night. Uh, cooler weather, a little yeah, rain bring in the it. forecast. Bring it. Say your prayers. Have a great night. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.